Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's brand new Flyers Daily for the 29th of January. As the Flyers are coming off what I would probably consider their best and most complete game of the season and a 4-0 win over the Winnipeg Jets. I just thought it was a very structured game, a game where they had all the boxes of winning hockey checked, timely scoring, good structure, great goaltending, line after line playing well and forechecking and not defending a ton, getting multi-point performances from a couple of guys, including Noah Cates, Rasmus Ristolainen, and Owen Tippett. You got a 4 nothing win, and Travis Konechny didn't end up on the score sheet. Kevin Hayes didn't end up on the score sheet, and you got a 4 nothing win. Now, I don't say that to pick on those guys. I say that, that that's a good thing, because you can't be super reliant on any two players in this sport. You can be super reliant on a goaltender, and Carter Hart makes 40 saves on 40 shots. It's his fourth career shutout. First of this season, and here's the numbers on Hart now. When he sees 38 or more shots in his career, he's got a record of 21, 3, and 5. And the game last night, I thought, you know, there's different ways goaltenders can play well. Some nights it's, you know, you're just super athletic and you're making these unbelievable saves and diving and going into desperation and getting a pad on it or making some kind of highway robbery glove save. That's how it happens sometimes. Other times, it's straight up luck. You're getting posts and crossbars and key blocks at key times. And that's another way. And, you know, you make the requisite saves. But in last night's game, the way he played is, to me, kind of the the hallmark of his game. I thought that his play reading in the game was what was so great about his game last night. He didn't make these dynamic, crazy saves in the game. I thought he was waiting on pucks all night. He was already at his spot. I thought his play reading and assessment of the attack against him, he was a step ahead the entire game. Now, why is that? Well, first, that's confidence for a goalie to trust your reads. And the other part is, It's confidence in your environment. I thought the structure in the game was really good and really predictable, which then for Hart, that predictability and trusting your structure and the predictability of coverage can allow you to just read plays and be where you're supposed to be and make saves. And I thought that that's what Carter Hart did in the game exceptionally well last night. He had a good environment. And he played behind it perfectly. And that's exactly what good teams do. It was a very good performance from that team last night, from the Flyers, against a pretty damn good team. And against a really good goalie in Connor Hellebuck, who they chase. Noah Cates opened the scoring in the first period. Why? Because he's in the right spot. He's the son of a coach. He knows where to be. He picks up what turns out to be the game-winning goal, 15-15 into the game. Morgan Frost and Owen Tippett pick up the assist. Flyers are up 1-0 after 1. Head to the second period. Kiefer Bellows hasn't played in a month, just about. He draws in because Zach McEwen's out and Wade Allison's out. 
and Kiefer Bellows comes in, picks up his first goal as a flyer. Rasmus Ristolainen with a nice assist. Noah Cates picks up an assist as well. Flyers go up 2-0. That's a big goal because now you're up 2-0 after two. So you come out in the third period. You know Winnipeg's going to throw everything they have at you. They haven't got a win on their schedule since they beat the Flyers over a week ago. And you know you're going to get a full effort from them. But the Flyers come out in the third period, and they pick up an early goal. 3-11 into the third period. Owen Tippett picks up his 14th. Again, Risto a good play. Picks up an assist. Cam York picks up an assist. Flyers go up 3-0, and they wrap up the scoring to make it 4-0. At 648 of the third, when Tony D'Angelo picks up his ninth, Scott Lawton with an assist. 4-0 Flyers at that point, 4-0 final, and the Flyers grab the two points. They grab a three of a possible four on this two-game road trip to Minnesota and Winnipeg, and they head to their break now feeling pretty darn good about where their game is. And again, it's this getting different players to step up at different times. Multi-point game from Noah Cates, multi-point game from Owen Tippett, multi-point game from Rasmus Ristolainen. And that's the difference. And again, Travis Konechny doesn't end up on the score sheet. In the 18 games prior to last night, so now 19, Travis Konechny has 12 goals, 11 assists, and 23 points. And now his last 19 games. I mean, that's a player you go, wow, that's a player on a heater. But 10 games of that were 12 goals and 8 assists, 20 points in 10 games. But now the nine since, he's got three points. So TK said obviously hit some sort of wall, and he's going to take the break. He's not going to the All-Star game, which in some in some ways is a very good thing. He'll get a full-blown break and come back and get pick up where his season has led him so far, which has been a great year. Um, but to get four goals in a game and not have TK, not have Kevin Hayes, not have James Van Riemsdyk, Carrying the load offensively for you is a very good thing. Really good performance out of the Flyers last night in that game. Now let's talk about Noah Cates. Because in the beginning of this year, he was moved to center for the first time at the pro level. Came in last year, finished his season with Minnesota Duluth, played in 37 games there. 11 goals, 13 assists, 24 points in the 2021-22 season. And then he joins the Flyers right away. He plays in 16 games. He gets five goals, four assists, and nine points. And that period, those 16 games, I think were so important for Noah Cates. We talked to him about it on Flyers Daily, and I talk about it quite a bit. Being able to get a taste of the NHL and then head into an offseason knowing what it feels like to play in the NHL, I think helps these guys a tremendous amount, especially a guy who had never plays this many games. Because in college, you play 40, 34, 28, 37. That's what he played each year of his four years at Minnesota Duluth. He did play 60 in his last year in the USHL back in 17-18, but that's a long time ago. Now, this year, he's played 50 games already. Last year, he played the 37 college games and 53 total games. So this is a different element for him going to a different level. In college, obviously, you're a student. You got a lot to do. This year, now in 51 games, he's got eight goals and 14 assists. And he, he's a guy that is coming alive offensively. When he first picked up that center position, it really cut the offensive elements of his game out because there's so much responsibility. And he has really kind of grabbed that responsibility 
and grabbed the elements of being an NHL centerman, getting comfortable with it, and now ready to add the offensive elements back in. He's never going to be a dynamic offensive player, I don't think, at the NHL level. He's going to be a guy that can score some goals. He's going to be a guy that can set up some plays. But he's going to be a guy that's going to prevent goals, give you really structured play, be on the ice at very key moments when defending a one-goal lead. And he's going to have those elements to his game. I don't know that he's ever going to be that dynamic offensive impact player. But for what he brings and to add the offense back at back in now, even though it's not a prolific element to his game, I think is really important. And you, you see the way he plays and you see the way the coach uses him, uses him so you know how the coach feels about him. He plays him in key minutes, all situations pretty much. And, you know, he I, I think he's been one of the best bits of information that we've gotten. Because in the beginning, it, it looked like, would this center position be a little too overwhelming for him? Was it going to come at such a cost that you would never be able to drive any offense with him? It looked like that at first. But with his play of late, that's not been the case. So that's a great thing to see uh, from Noah Cates. He's been really good lately. And not only has he picked up goals, but he's picked up key goals at key times. That's, that's a big element as well. So good things, and those are all great things. Uh, for Noah Cates. And again, the performance from Carter Hart tonight. Uh, a 40-save shutout, and just so impressed with the the different ways he has to attack games in which he has had success this year. And, and he adds another just insane, gaudy stat line to a, a game log that's already got a ton of them. I mean, we went over the other day on, on Flyers Daily on one of the episodes the amount of games where he has a 940 or north save percentage in a game. And here he's got obviously got a thousand. And he doesn't let anything by on 40 shots. You know, when you look at the expected goal model from the game, it, Winnipeg actually had the higher expected goals in the game at 3.96 to the Flyers 3.57. But nothing got by him. And it's just a really good performance. And it allows this team to be able to measure what's in front of it, because you have good goaltending. When you have that good goaltending, you can then measure meaningful minutes and meaningful games much better because you got a goalie that keeps you in games. When you're down big in games, those minutes don't become very meaningful. And the other team takes their foot off the gas, so it's hard to measure. When you're in games and you're getting that good goaltending and it's tight, then you've got meaningful minutes. And those minutes mean more in evaluating players, finding out who's who and what's what. That's just the reality of that situation. It's what John Tortorella talks about quite a bit. You know, doing it in meaningless hockey games or meaningless points in games doesn't mean as much as doing it when it really matters. And eventually, what really matters is playoffs. They're not there yet. But a good win for the Flyers eight days between games. They won't be back now until, I mean, geez, the the next time they play is on a Monday, a week from tomorrow, on February 6th against the New York Islanders. A four-game homestand will be the Islanders, McDavid, Dreisaitl, and the Oilers. Then Nashville comes in and then Seattle. Then they have another four days or three days between games because they go out to Seattle on the 16th. They go to Seattle, Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton. 
So the first eight games of this month are going to be very interesting in February. But a little bit of break time for the team, chance to recharge, get away, come back, and finish this thing out strong and start really giving this fan base a feeling that, hey, there's some foundational pieces here. And the last thing I want to mention is this, is that the one thing they've done, when you look at their record so far this year, they're at Hockey 500. Now, Hockey 500 doesn't mean anything to me because it's 21-21-9. So basically, to me, they're 21-30. and 30. They've won 21 games. They've lost 30 games, whether that's shootout, overtime loss, or regulation. But through 51 games, they've got 21 wins and 51 points. Now, last year, through 82 games, they had 25 wins, four more than they have right now, and 61 points, 10 more than they have right now. But they have 31 more games left in this season. John Tortorella has done a good job. I know some people that weren't in favor of Torts are now recognizing the job that he's done and how good it's been. Some people maybe still need to see more. I get it. I understand. Um, but this team has done one thing all year. They've had ups-downs. They've had their share of injuries earlier in the season. They went 17 straight games with the same lineup and same line combinations and pairings. They've had a little bit of everything here. But one thing they've had throughout the entirety of this season, for the most part, is an identity of resilience and a team that's going to play honest. Because if the if an individual player doesn't play honest, he finds himself either on the bench or in the press box. And that accountability... And that standard and that identity is something that will travel beyond the season. I don't think you get season-to-season momentum in sports a whole lot. I don't believe in that. But I think elements like identity do travel season-to-season with a core group of players and coaching staff. So we'll see where it goes. All right, tomorrow, Bill Meltzer will join us. We'll have Mondays with Meltzer, and we'll kick off the – the break week with uh, the All-Star Game as well. Uh, but Bill will join us tomorrow, so join us then as we break down what's going on so far, and in particular this last week, and we'll look ahead as well uh, with Bill Meltzer. So everybody, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a Monday edition of Flyers Daily. Flyers Daily.